0: I'm Jessica, and this is Homecoming, finding yourself in life's little moments. Hi, dear listener, I'm sitting at home on a sort of quiet Saturday morning. It's spring here, and that means that the weather can be somewhat unpredictable. Sometimes warm like summer, sometimes cool, windy, and rainy like winter. And today it's a little in between those two things. But it's cold enough that I had to have the heat on last night, and even that wasn't completely sufficient with the cold wind and the rain. So I woke up this morning, maybe because of that, I'm not sure, maybe because of other things, I woke up sort of in a very kind of reflective and poignant mood. And I haven't really scripted this podcast out, except just in the most general way in my mind, and in terms of what I feel is happening. And in terms of the impulses that seem to be arising in me and the direction and the thoughts. And so the thing is that what I'm realizing is that this time now seems to me to be a fairly pivotal time. It seems to me to be a fairly pivotal time on a personal level, also on a global level, (laughs) geopolitical level. We can see the things that are happening around us. I think about my country The United States way far away and what's happening there. And I think about and ask myself, is this, you know, worse than it's been? Am I seeing things now that haven't really been the case before? Are we grappling with things that are far more destructive and undermining than they've been in the past in history, in our history, in the U.S.? And generally, you know, I ask myself that. I always try and place things in kind of an historical context and usually don't come up with any definitive answer. But the thing is that one can't help but ponder these things, you know, as you watch the news. And I feel very much for people whom I know. Um, A lot of people in my life are in their 80s and 90s, a couple or over a hundred. And, you know, I sometimes think, dear listener, that our most eldest, our eldest population, our eldest citizens, are the, the the oldest people amongst us are kind of an endangered species, I have to say. Why do I say that? Because I experience the people in my life who were in their later years as being the most precious some of the most precious people i can imagine and they've come up through as have most of the people for whom i play these days in assisted living residences and nursing homes you know have come up through a very different time they came up through the early 20th century you know they came up through the 20s and 30s and 40s and maybe even you know, a couple of them, the late teens. So that was a time that kind of no matter where you were on the face of the planet, it was a very different time to now. You know, I think back to my own upbringing, my own youth in the 60s and early 70s, mid-70s, and and sometimes as many of us do, I think, as many people feel when they think back to their earlier years, you feel a kind of poignancy, a sort of ennui, you know, you feel a sort of feeling of um, reflectiveness, even a kind of poignant sadness, and it just, it's a hard feeling to describe, you feel it in your heart, you know, you look back and you think about those early years, and it's just such a interesting and, and deep feeling. And, you know, I feel that now. I think in a way that maybe is even more profound and deep because so much in the world has changed in these 50, 60 years. You know, so much in the world. Not only was I young then, but The world was younger, you know. The living creatures on the planet were more numerous. Everything about the world was a little more intact in its web of life than it is now. And that is a kind of poignancy that only makes my own personal feelings that much more deep and uh, sometimes difficult you know, to feel and to bear, but dear listener, I just felt, you know, that I had to pick up this little recorder today, this morning, and just make this podcast, because sometimes it all just wells up, you might have that feeling sometimes, it all just wells up inside of you, and yeah, it all just wells up, and um, and one of the things that I find myself struggling with is just the simple act of speaking out what it is that's going on. I've sometimes used the analogy of the blues being a pianist. I've played the blues now for really half a half a century and um, they say about the blues that you play the blues and it takes your blues away. Now I think that's a a God-given gift, isn't it? There's something that you can do that takes your blues away. And it's very strange because you think it's paradoxical. You're just saying what it is that you're feeling. And here I am saying it through words. And sometimes I say it through music. And I just had this impulse. I just had this impulse this morning that I needed to just pick up this little recorder and speak out my own thoughts and feelings. And I'm at an interesting kind of juncture in my life, I think, Um, having just turned a very big birthday, having made some very big changes in my life, having kind of come to certain resolutions and certain feelings of, I guess, decision sort of realizing that God the universe life itself is moving me in a direction that is emerging that is kind of like a phoenix from the ashes if I take stock of the life that I have now and if I take stock of the life that I had three years ago today even dear listener a year ago today frankly I think wow things have changed you know I'm coming up for air, into the air, into the light. But I feel this great feeling of poignancy and feeling of sadness and feeling of just depth of emotion, like crying. Because what comes to me is just the well of experiences that have led to this, you know, the many sufferings. I was standing in the bathroom yesterday morning and just started to break down in tears, just reflecting on a particular incident that had happened to me in the context of my marriage and I remembered something very specific about It was something that I actually um, talked about in my in my recent podcast and uh, just about a feeling of of you know incredible fear and uncertainty and um and the effect that that had on me. And you know, when you go through things, sometimes I think that we focus far too much on a person's, the symptoms that a person may have down the line when they've experienced something greatly traumatic. But you know, there's something about that moment of trauma. I wish that there was, there were more people. I wish that there was so much more now in our culture that focused on the moment of trauma, because that moment of trauma captures everything, it holds everything, you see, that's when a person becomes disconnected from themselves, that's where they go into a sort of fight or flight um, uh, feeling in themselves, and that may stay with them really, you know, forever, that may stay with them for the rest of their life, and then they may think or feel or be told that they're this or that or the other thing they have this malady or this psychological condition or this whatever it is you know but all those things come from that moment i really believe it dear listener i believe it with all my heart because a person comes into this world yes they may carry something sometimes we talk about past lifetimes or ancestral or you know, history, family, lineages, family memories, cellular memories, all of these things that can be passed down to us. But in essence, I have to say that a person comes in, a person is at the very core of their being, innocent. They're innocent. They're innocent until until something happens to them, and then they begin to have to adapt to that and, and deal with it, and they have all sorts of responses to it. And then that becomes who they are in a certain way, but not in a fundamental way. So in the music that I do with people, I go back to the source. You see, with all the children that I teach, I give them the opportunity to create their own music because that music is pure. It's a pure light. It's a pure expression of who they actually are. And for me, that's the greatest gift I can give anybody is the opportunity to be back in touch, to reconnect, to connect, to find, to express, to become consciously aware of of that voice inside of oneself. So this morning when I was sort of just pottering around the house and thinking and feeling all these things and... There are a couple of older people in my life that I haven't been able to get in touch with recently. And that always, I have to be honest, dear listener, that always worries me because life is um, fragile, delicate. And when you're older, arguably it becomes more so. So these people are very, very dear to me, and I pray to God as I played the piano this morning. I played Amazing Grace, and I just prayed to God that they're okay. I prayed to God that they're okay. And something told me that I had to pick up this recorder, as I said, and to make a recording. Because what came to me this morning was that this pivotal this pivotal moment in history, and I'm looking at my notebook right now, you know I have a notebook, and it's been a diary. These diaries to me are 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 quite crucial, and I've been keeping them now for about three and a half years. I mean, in some ways, I've kept a diary from the time I was very young, but something happened about three and a half years ago where God began to talk to me in a very definitive way in a very clear way, and it started to come through my writing. you know, I would just write out questions, I would start to write out my dilemmas, you know, my uncertainties, my fears, my anxieties, my questions and things started to come to me, they started to come to me and I began to write, you know, I'd sit writing overlooking the ocean, I'd sit writing at midnight in a moment when I was really fraught with my difficulties and ask, you know, what do I do, what do I do now and I would write and something would come to me And I would start to lean on that. I would start to lean into and onto that voice, okay? It would start to come to me. That voice would start to come to me. And this morning, it came to me to actually wed myself in a conscious way to that voice, to that voice of God, to that voice of the infinite expanse of the universe of life, of the deepest intelligence, of what it is that runs this world, what it is beyond us. You know, what it is that is actually moving things forward. We are in a kind of interesting dance with the divine And I think one of the greatest things that can happen is that we actually begin to realize that. Because if we're working against it, you see something happens and that something is called suffering and it's called destructiveness. I'll just put it straight out, you know. But there's something about wedding oneself to to the Divine. There's something about the grace that I feel I've been given in being able to hear God's voice being able to hear some kind of direction, you know, that is only becoming more clear to me in my life. I've seen people on YouTube speaking these days about how this really is a very important time. If anybody follows astrology or anybody follows certain sorts of, you know, spiritual ways of of seeing things, there are various people on YouTube who talk about these things. Sometimes I look to see, you know, kind of to get a sense, kind of to take the pulse of of things to maybe even sort of see what other people are saying and, and if that sheds any light on what my own experience is. But I have to tell you in the final analysis, dear listener, it's all connected to that voice that comes to you, that comes to one that you lean on, that I'm leaning on, and that I'm now finding myself enacting in ways that are more and more and more conscious and more real and more um, confident, I think, is the word. I say that, you know, because part of me goes, can I really do it? Can I really do it? Yes. And then, yes, 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 you have to. Yes, this is it. You can keep going. You can actually trust this voice. You can trust what's coming to you. In fact, I think about Amazing Grace. Grace has brought me here thus far, and grace will lead me on. So that really is the message of this podcast, dear listener. Grace has brought me here thus far, and grace will lead me. It'll lead me home. It'll lead me on. It'll lead me home. And now my duet is with that grace. It's a huge leap, you know, out of this world so fraught with hardship, suffering. My own life fraught with hardship and suffering. And I cry sometimes just, you know, when it wells up in me. On one level, you know, it's been a, what they call a hard trot. <laughs> a hard trot. I don't know if anybody out there has ridden horses, but I used to. And uh, yeah. So yeah, but grace, grace, grace. It's beautiful to speak it out. And you know, one of the things that happens when you've been through a lot is you don't trust your voice. You know, you, you it takes something to get through. Like there's almost like an invisible shield or barrier or something that you have to break through to go, no, I'm going to speak. I'm going to speak because you know what? Violence stifles us it silences us it makes us feel we're unworthy you know all of those things that are bad that are done to one makes us feel that we're unworthy of speaking and that's a huge huge issue I remember when I first came out last May and spoke about some of the background of experience I'd had in my life, in my marriage, you know. I was looking uh, on Facebook and I saw this quote, you know, speak even if your voice shakes. And that comes to me now. Just picking this little recorder up is an act of defiance and an act of faith and an act, I think, of love. But certainly an act of faith. So... In whatever way you may find that helpful, that's what I've learned and am learning, is that just the simple act of hearing that incredible voice that comes to me, that guides me, and speaking my own voice out into the airwaves you know, I was thinking the other day, I wear my heart on my sleeve. You know that expression? One wears their heart on their sleeve. I wear my heart on iTunes. <laughs> but thank goodness there is such a thing, you see, dear listener, now we can bring our voices to each other. It's a beautiful thing. And that is one of the most revolutionary things we can do, is to speak out what we really feel. It's not a small act. It is a small act on one level, but it's not on another. It's a beautiful thing. So I think that's the reason why spirit, that voice that came to me, said, pick up your recorder this morning. And I endeavor to follow that voice now into this future that's lying before us, into the future we can speak into the future and into this beautiful world. And our voices can begin to create through our own goodness the better angels of our nature as they're moving us. If we allow them to move us and then we speak that out this world will move inch by inch mile by mile and maybe even very fast Who knows, but little by little at least, towards a new, very beautiful place. And I remember when I was interviewing Archbishop Desmond Tutu, a really incredible man, South African, and he said each act like this moves the world closer to what God wants it to be, to what God knows it can be, to what God put us here to make it to be. And we are the ones, you know, we're the ones we've been waiting for. We're the ones God's been waiting for. (laughs) It's an amazing thing to think of. We're the ones that God's been waiting for. So with that, dear listener, bless you and thanks for listening. And, you know, don't doubt yourself. Never doubt yourself. Never doubt that deepest voice. And if spirit comes to you, God comes to you, you know, the better angels of your nature come to you, move forward with that, move forward with it, and this earth will change. I just know it. All of us will be, become blessed, we're blessed by what we can do. So with that, I'll bid you adieu, and thank you again for listening. Take good care of yourselves, okay? Really, take good care. Bye for now. And don't don't remain silent when you feel the impulse to speak something beautiful. Do it. Do it. Do it.